This is the Thrive Content Clubcast. Hi, I'm Megan, a copywriter here at Thrive. Today I'm going to be talking to some of the learning and development team over at Anne Summers. We're going to be discussing well-being at work with a focus on periods and the menopause. So, hi guys, thank you so much for joining me. Morning. Hi. Should we start with some introductions? Yeah, not a problem. Um, My name is Becky West and I am the learning and development partner um, at Anne Summers. Yeah, hi, my name is Elaine Cooney and I am the wellbeing and diversity manager at Anne Summers. Been here for eight years and um, this is a new role for me, um, but uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting times. Great, so looking forward to having this chat with you guys. Um, and just to dive in basically, so recently at Five we've been making a lot of resources around periods and the menopause and how we can manage them whilst working. Um, and for me, even though I am someone who experiences these things, some of the stuff that I came across, I just found a bit mental, really. Um, <laughs> some of the stuff I didn't even know could ha- can happen to us and um, there's some of the statistics of, of how we cope with it while working. Um, obviously, it's, it's quite well known that we don't talk about these topics at work um, and starting, for, starting with periods, because I guess they, become, they come first in the timeline. Um, for me, it's perhaps something that I've unconsciously avoided mentioning at work. And I don't know, um, have you felt similar, I mean, Becky? Yeah, probably in previous jobs. Absolutely. Especially when I was working in uh, maybe more male dominated environments. Um, and Elaine knows this because I come in and tell everyone very publicly now when I'm on my period. Um, because I get um, quite debilitating symptoms when I'm on my period. I get... Um, really bad PMT um I get just the most awful pains where I'm kind of sitting at my desk hunched over um but luckily here at Anne Summers we are a business that is run by women for women and so it would be strange if we didn't have a culture where we couldn't talk about periods um and I know that's one of the things that Elaine, especially in your role, looking at well-being, has been really passionate about making sure that we have that culture where we can talk about periods. So now everyone knows in the building, I'm on my period because um, <laughs> you have to remember that as a woman, it massively affects everything you do. So for me, my PMT can manifest in quite serious depression, um, anger and being upset. And then when I actually have you know, when I start my period and I have all the pains that are associated with it, my work output decreases because I'm just not in a great state of mind and not in, you know, the best version of me. And workplaces need to be able to understand that and have those honest conversations so people can be like, do you know what, today I'm on my period, I'm not going to be the best version of me. Can we just accept that? Um, Yeah, I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I think, um, absolutely, Becky, I think we're lucky to work in a place, um, and I'm sure it's not like this everywhere, um, mm-hmm. but we're lucky to work somewhere where you can come in and be really open and overshare decades. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but of course, it hasn't, um, it hasn't suited the world for women to say, 
right? This happens every month. And actually there's all these really debilitating symptoms. It hasn't suited the world to do that. Not just the world, the world. So we are brought up to, with the expectation of, yeah, this is going to hurt. At times it's going to be really difficult, but actually the world doesn't care. You need to kind of put up and shut up. Um, and it's amazing when you think about it and you think about all the symptoms that it's only now that we're going, actually, actually, is it right? Is it right that, that women just kind of drag themselves through their days? Um, so it's, it's amazing to me. This is the only time we're having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just it's like to be blunt, you know, if you were if you were bleeding steadily from any other area causing you pain, you'd probably mention it to your manager, <laughs> wouldn't you? You'd probably say, oh, you know, I'm having a bit of a problem here. Um, I like to say it's not just in the world of work. It's it's that stigma everywhere. Um, yeah. And I think it, it, it happens from from childhood, poss- possibly before you even start your period. Um, you know, it's sort of drilled into you that it's not really talked about. Um, I don't know. I mean, when I was younger, it was a, a sex education lesson when I was in primary school and mm-hmm. very vague. Um, I don't know how, how you guys felt um, sort of that it was introduced to you and, and if it was more swept yeah. under the rug. It, it definitely was. And I remember when I was younger and I had my first period and it, it was something that I spoke to my mum about, but my mum specifically said, oh, you probably shouldn't speak to your dad about this because men feel uncomfortable when women are, you know, suffering or in pain. And I mean, I could get onto a whole speech now about the patriarchy. I won't because it's not the forum for this. <laughs> but um, essentially, yeah, you're right. We're told to keep it quiet. Don't really talk about it. And now you're right, Elaine, what you were saying earlier. We're at a position where we're starting to talk about it. And, you know, if I ever do have children, I would want them to be in a position where they could talk openly about the pain that they're suffering from. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you only have to think back, don't you, to school times. And it's the classic, you know, I definitely would have had it, you probably had it, where you are practically fainting and so unwell. And yet you'd go to the PE teacher and say, I don't think I can do any of what you're asking me to do. And that kind of like, you need to get on with it. You need to get on with it because it's going to happen every month. You get on with it. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's great that the time has come for us in, in every aspect to say, actually, that's not okay. Yeah. And it, well, in terms of it going forward and, and it now being more accept, well, acceptable and open to be able to talk about it, do you feel like it would be beneficial to introduce something thing at work, something like a period leave? Do you feel like that should be perhaps like legislation going well, forward? I was just going to say Spain, Spain's introduced it, haven't they? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah. So, so Spain, Spain have introduced period leave um, legislation. So now it's, it's uh, entrenched in law that women who are suffering from their periods can have, can have leave in Spain. Um, as a country, I don't think we're quite there yet. We should be. Um, and I think they're the first and only ones in Europe. Yeah. So that's the first we've mm-hmm. seen of this. And certainly the UK's response to that has not been, okay, well, we need to do that. What they've done is actually look at 
um, having a women's health strategy, so making it much more holistic, and they're just kind of evidence gathering at the moment. And I think they're going to release some sort of um, strategy later this year, of which obviously periods might be one of those things. Um, so I think as a business, you have to look to that, don't you? Um, but I think if anyone was going to trailblaze anything from a women's point of view, I think, you know, we would want to be in that conversation yeah. just because we've got, what is it, 80%, 7% women in our yeah. business, something along those lines. And, and we are all about empowering and supporting women. So um, have we got a policy on the go at the moment? No, but it's firmly in our sights to think about all of women's health of which periods would be a part. It's interesting you mentioned, because um, I feel like uh, people who do experience periods can sometimes be the people that are, are holding ourselves back because we're so bogged down with that stigma. And I mean, for me personally, I find the idea of a period leave a bit of a, a difficult question just because for me, periods vary. It, some months are worse than others. And I guess even when I could do with the time off, I feel like a bit of a fraud. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's both sides. It's it's not talked about, but also because of the way we've been brought up, I suppose, it's it's within ourselves that we're not pushing for our own rights almost. I don't know if you, I know you guys have obviously come from a very sort of empowered company um, and you know, you, you obviously have like great empowering views and stuff like that. Um, but do, do you sometimes see, feel like you come across um, people who who are scared to sort of be that empowering for themselves? So I think um, maybe if I go back a few years, did we talk about things less? Did people feel more, less able to um, say, I need a few days off because my periods are so bad. Yes, I would say yes. And I don't think we would be unusual there. What I, um, where we've got to in my view on this is that we are creating a really supportive and open culture in lots of different ways. It's not just about the policies written. We have to, we've got some great policies. So for instance, we have got a menopause policy. We'll probably come on to that. We have got a pregnancy loss policy. We have got a fertility policy. We have got uh, a domestic abuse policy. And we talk about these things and we do learning on these subjects. And it's encouraging line managers to be really open to lots of different experiences that people have, um, of which periods be one. So it's about fostering a co mm. culture where you don't necessarily have to say, I want me to take my three days period leave, please. Because to your point, um, Megan, you know, you might feel, oh, I don't want to announce that every month. I don't want to feel like a fraud or like I can't cope. But what we're doing is creating an environment and a culture where you could go to your line manager and saying, okay, this is my situation at the moment. How can I work it? And, and, and that be okay. And I think moving in that direction um, just allows everyone, so women with periods, for example, um, to be able to be open and, and manage themselves a lot better. Yeah. I, I expect, I don't know, Becky, do you feel it's like, that, that's, yeah, that's 100%. We we work, especially us here at Anne Summers, uh, as Elaine mentioned earlier, over 80% of our employees are 
women or identify as women. And um, it's key that they feel supported and that they can speak about these topics really openly. Um, and as well as that, a lot of the products that we stock, um, we're shifting as a business towards um, like more wellness products, essentially. So, you know, we stock moon cups. We've created our own menstrual cup here at Ann Summers. Um, we've got um, a period pain gel that's launching in a few weeks. So we've got products that actually are supporting women in that sphere. And if, if, we're, if we're stocking those products, we should also be trailblazing around what our teams can do if they are struggling with their periods. So in terms of, um, I guess, your teams um, specifically, what, what, do you, what do you tell your managers and what do you do within your teams to sort of, I guess, ease that guilty feeling and actually sort of validate our need for recovery? Um, I mean, I know you've obviously talked about um, you've got policies in place and, and you've got, you know, fantastic products coming out. Um, but if someone was to come to you and say, you know, I feel really uncomfortable or like, or perhaps you had a manager, perhaps a male manager who isn't versed in, in dealing with these issues, what, what sort of stuff do you provide them with and, and how do you sort of manage those conversations? I think, I think that um, we haven't faced into that directly. So would a male manager here know straight away if someone came in and, and started to talk about the issues they're having with their periods would he have kind of a policy or a guideline to follow no not at the moment of course that can all, all, all change um however he would know about our wellness policy he would know about our menopause policy he would know about all the things we're open and talk about and um my expectation is he would understand that the culture we have is to be supportive and to listen. Um, we've done a lot of mental health training, for example, that has really encouraged managers to have really open and honest conversation. So my expectation is even if that was outside of his or her comfort zone, um, they would feel kind of empowered to know, okay, I just need to listen to this and, and support. So that's probably where we're at, at the moment. But of course, with education, with learning, um, and with some focus on this area, that could that could improve. Yeah, more. definitely. And, and maybe on a on a personal level, um, Becky, if someone were to come come to you at work, um, you know, just just struggling with opening up in general about um, perhaps how much they're suffering with period pains and and related symptoms. What sort of what advice would if we say you know, if you could go back to your younger self, who perhaps wasn't as, as forthcoming as you are now, what would you sort of say to them? I would say, <laughs> we're in the same boat, babes. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are both in that boat. We've got an oar each and we are, <laughs> I was going to say something really gross about <laughs> riding down a river of blood together. <laughs> but, but we, I, think, I think because, I mean, I've, yeah, as I've mentioned earlier on in this podcast, I've really struggled with my periods throughout my whole life. I was hospitalized with them in my teenage years oh, wow. because of how bad the pain was. Um, and now I'm medicated for it. Like I've got uh, very strong drugs that I take, but again, they have side effects too. So if someone came and spoke to me about the struggles they were going through, I would completely empathize because I'm in that boat with them. Um, and even I think other women who maybe don't have as strong period pains will know someone that has. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. um, and they will know someone else who has suffered or who has struggled. It could be their friends. It could be a family member. Um, but I think we've all got that level of empathy uh, because of, yeah, what, what we've all essentially have to go through for 40 years of our life. Yeah, I think what every thing we keep coming back to here is that we are all the same, but we don't talk about it enough. And I think it's a similar story with the menopause. Um, I mean, for me, I haven't experienced it yet. And I knew what it was in terms of the science and the, you know, the obvious mm. symptoms. Um, but, but when I really started to look into it, I really did not know much. Um, I mean, I was like astounded to find out that you can basically experience dementia, um, dementia-like symptoms. And the change to your mind is as, as drastic as it is to your body. Um, uh, did you sort of feel the same sort of shock when you were finding all of this out, Elaine? Um, to a degree, I mean, I watched my mum have a full-time job as a manager when she went through the menopause and ended up in a hysterectomy. She, she nearly had to leave work and how she dragged herself into work and suffered all these symptoms. So I did see that, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about changing it now, because that's not okay. Um, but I am in the menopause um, so I speak from experience a little bit here. Um, and I genuinely, genuinely can say, and when I've spoken to friends in the menopause, we all said the same thing. I have Googled early onset dementia. Do I have early onset dementia? Because there have been points in time, to your point, Megan, where you're not necessarily realising this is part of the menopause, but I can't remember things. I can't, I feel really fuzzy is there something like really, really wrong? Uh, but actually that's really common. Um, but I think when you do a bit more research, it's astounding how many, and living it, how many symptoms there are. And again, it just comes back to, it hasn't really suited society for us to go, do you know what, this is a bit hard. Actually, I might need a bit of understanding. It suited society for us to kind of put a brave face on it and keep going um, but of course that's not okay and certainly from a career perspective if that's not a level playing field it's not a level playing field for women of a certain age and men kind of that's not fair and we need to readdress that hmm. yeah uh, Elaine I remember my I mean I I uh, have not gone through the menopause but my older sister has and my mum has and I remember it was a put a brave face on and crack on Mm -hmm. um you know very similar to periods actually mm -hmm. put that brave face on and just get on with it and my my mum her symptoms were were similar to your mum Elaine like really horrific mm -hmm. I remember her sweating so much she had to change her clothes like three times a day mm -hmm. because of the hot hot flushes she had essentially um but she just and I do you know what I briefly spoke to her about it recently when especially now it's becoming a topic of conversation and my mum is very much of that generation where when I talked to her about it, she was like, well, we just got on with it, didn't we? And she's still not in a position to say, actually, things need to change. She's just like, well, we just got on with it. So it's also about shifting other people's mindsets. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I mean, it's similar to you both. Um, I remember my mum going through it, but not really knowing anything about it. Just remember mm. her sort of, struggling and not being herself um but it not really being spoken about um 
and yeah it's just I, I look back and I almost feel bad because I you, you don't know what's happening you don't you're not aware even though I mean it it will happen to it will happen to me at some point in my life I feel like it's um it's the same with periods but it's it's worse I think with the menopause that the education really really isn't there um and in terms of the uh, of handling it and and reaching out and talking to people how did you sort of find that Aline I know you mentioned you you talked to other friends who are going through the menopause was it quite difficult to reach out to people or no no it wasn't because I think women now with um you know me too periods there are lots of conversation really rightly so where women are going oh oh, right, we didn't have to put up with that. We can talk about things. And so certainly mm. friends, we, we, we talk about it all the time. Um, and and for, from a kind of gathering information and, and where to go for that, um, there is some brilliant websites now and Instagram sites and programmes with Davina. I went to a retail trust session where Davina was there um talking about the menopause um and that was actually a really empowering experience because i was sitting there at the beginning of that journey for myself and going oh okay so that's normal and you know actually what you're she really and i don't know if you've seen any of her programs she really frames it as there are all these kinds of symptoms and it is a really um it can be a really difficult time but it's also you know, I think what gets lost is it can be a time for um, celebration. I mean, celebration is a, a strong word for how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, you've got to a certain age um, where your periods are coming to an end and, and what's not to love about that, really. Um, and you are more confident, potentially, you're at a time, you know, women in the workforce at this age can be an absolute advantage because they may be at a stage in their life where they've got more time, more confidence. Um, so it can be a real, really positive time of life as long as it's handled properly. So that's what we've tried to do here. We've, we've put together a policy that offers education and understanding um, to really trailblaze for younger women who can look to that and go, okay, well, that's normal. When I get to my menopause, people will know about it and they'll be understanding. And then for, for men um, to sort of, if, if they don't know, to, to look and say, okay, I didn't know all, like you were saying, Megan, like, if you don't know about it, what I hate is that actually menopause was perhaps the butt of jokes or the kind of rolling of the eyes, oh, she's menopausal. Yeah, I was going to say, I did actually watch that um, Davina documentary and yeah I was just I, I I cried a little bit when I was watching it because it just it almost frightened me um but at the same time I just thought it was really lovely um to see you know it actually being spoke, spoken about and um like you were saying it I think it is getting more and more important that younger younger people are introduced to to what's going to happen and um perhaps looking at that positive side of it and not just um the negatives um, I don't know. How, how do you feel about about it, Becky? Terrified. <laughs> <laughs> just just knowing that oh, I don't. Well, it could happen. I'm edging towards forty, so it could happen at any time, really. Um, 
And I think the thing is, especially for women, is you have a body clock and your body clock obviously gives you periods, tells you when you have to have a baby. And then suddenly one day you can't have a baby anymore and you start the menopause. So we're all on this timeline that we have to try and stick to um, and men don't have that problem. Um, yeah. So it, it does because, you know, um, I, as I said, I don't have any children and there's there's kind of that end date where you almost think, oh, well, one day that won't be able to happen anymore for me and the menopause will start. So, yeah, it's, it can be scary thinking about that. There's a lot of medical issues, isn't there, when you think about mm. periods and women, because the timeline, as you said, Becky, it's it's all there that women have to think about through their whole lives, really. Um, and but of course, there's so many complications as well around that. You know, you said, Becky, you suffer with particular complications of your periods. I had that. I had to have mm. a hysterectomy, um, you know, quite some time ago. And um people will suffer all sorts of things so I think it's good that the UK are looking at a women's health strategy and I'd probably take a similar view here like menopause feels like it's the beginning of something don't know quite where that will, will lead but I think it's um, the beginning of the conversation to say yeah women do have a lot to uh, deal with and actually let's start talking about it yeah definitely Absolutely, yeah. Um, so to sum up, if I could get one piece of advice from both of you on something that we can actively do to improve the lives of those working and experiencing periods in the menopause, um, what would it be? So just, you know, can be as short and sweet as you like or as long as you like, mm -hmm. but what's your, what's your tip to other people or your younger self? Uh, I'll ask Becky first. Mine would be to talk about it more um, be honest be open um, and we're very lucky that we work in an organization where that is possible um, if you work in an organization where you have the power to change the way people talk about uh, women's health so periods the menopause then allow that culture to thrive where you can enact that change and allow your colleagues and your teams to talk about these things because it will only help everyone yeah and I, I think I think it's twofold I think I'd give advice to my younger self to um you know have the is it courage to kind of take ownership of of my experience and and talk up about it I think for businesses the advice I would give is that you need to be open about a whole load of things it can't be periods in isolation because then that, mm. that becomes really, um, that's where, it, well, that's what it's always been, hasn't it? So that's why we've not talked about it before, because it has felt like it's been in isolation. When it becomes a part of talking about, we'll talk about neurodiversity really openly. We'll talk about mental health really openly. We'll talk about um, LGBTQ plus issues really openly. So periods is another thing that when that comes along, it feels natural that we talk about it. But if you don't have that culture where you can talk openly about all kinds of things, it's going to make that conversation more awkward. So I think mm. that's probably where it's working here because we do talk about, don't we, Becky? I mean, 
there's probably mm. not many topics that we haven't really kind of informally or formally chatted about and that's not unique just to our people department that will that'll be happening everywhere so my advice to businesses would be you've got to foster that culture of openness about all sorts of things yeah love that I, I think that's yeah that's the main message isn't it um it personally and in in terms of the workplace is you know, move forward with the times and you know allow people to be more open and yeah hopefully we'll we will get to a place where um these things are, are, are actually written in, in law and in, in workplace policies. And it's it's not a question of having an open, well, obviously open culture comes hand in hand with it, but it is but it is just there in black and white. Um, but yeah, thank you so much um, guys for talking to me today. I've really enjoyed this chat. Um, so yeah, thank you. So have we. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah. You've been listening to the Thrive Content Podcast. Visit www.thrivelearning.com for more information. Be bold. Be brave. Thrive.